A snowfall to close out 2020. Thank goodness. This is way over our heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, how you doing? Did I just hear Jim Dubois say thank goodness about a snowfall, or are we talking about closing out 2020? Well, probably a little bit of both. Actually, maybe I'll redeem myself much like Scrooge by the end of 2020, and I will start to embrace winter. <laughs> that is, uh, it always seems to be, uh, you know, the part of the winter's plot against us. Is that, right. You know, by, by the end, if you don't like it, you'll just give up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, good riddance to 2020 and uh, a little bit of snow. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, sure. The snowstorm last week certainly escalated beyond what uh, most people were thinking that storm would amount to. Yeah, that was something else. I mean, what, one of the things that's interesting was, you know, about two weeks in advance of it, there had been signs on some of the models that this could happen. And... You know, two weeks out, you don't take the models too seriously, but they were actually showing a very strong blizzard-like snowstorm on the 22nd or 23rd, and then uh, temperatures falling below zero in the parts of Minnesota where that hadn't happened yet by the 24th. And that that's exactly what happened. But then there, were, there was this kind of long period where... The models had a really hard time making sense of what was happening. There's a kind of a phasing problem. And when we talk about phasing in meteorology, I'm talking about bringing together different streams of energy. And of course, I'm simplifying this because nobody's getting degrees in meteorology right now. But the idea was, and one of the things that was puzzling is we knew that there was cold air coming in. There was going to be a powerful cold front coming through. That looked very clear. It looked pretty clear that there was going to be a, you know, 35 to 45 degree temperature drop. But the other stream, the stream carrying moisture, which would be the one that could potentially, you know, enhance and cause heavy snowfall, always looked to be a little bit disjointed from that stream of cold air. So in the models, what we had been seeing was, you know, this snow developing maybe off to the north or off to the northeast of Minnesota, you know, hitting Wisconsin. And maybe one out of five models showed everything kind of coming together over Minnesota. But then about a little over a day before the storm actually hit, the models started indicating that there would be more moisture and more snow. Now, a lot of those models went too far, but the gist was we had very strong winds which had been expected, but we had those winds at the time that the heaviest snow was falling. And that right there is unusual. I mean, you know, usually, yeah, sure, Minnesota gets strong winds and sure, Minnesota can get heavy snow, but it is really unusual for us to get both the heavy snow and the strong winds at the same time. Yeah, so it, it was quite a storm, even in the Twin Cities. And we had the blizzard warnings covering, I think, 70 counties in Minnesota at one time. And it's hard to know, but it's probably a record for blizzard warning coverage. I mean, it went right into the Twin Cities with blizzard warnings, and that's not common. We've only had that happen three times since the uh, early 80s, uh, once in 1983, once in the, in the Halloween blizzard, 1991. Uh, and then we had it again 
and I guess the thunder blizzard in 2018 and then this one. So it's rare that we see those blizzard warnings in the Twin Cities. Powerful storm. Uh, you know, the snowfall was kind of the secondary issue. It was really the blowing snow. So it was a basically a half foot snowstorm over most areas that got hit, um, you know, four to eight inches. Some higher totals in parts of the western Twin Cities and then much higher uh, just south and also northeast of Duluth along the North Shore. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, it was a six inch snowfall. But man, 50 mile an hour wind gusts were common across the whole state. We had some gusts up to 60 and even 68 and 70 miles an hour. So quite an event. Did you get outside, Jim? I did indeed, Kenny. I didn't drive in it, but I was outside and I was pretty impressed by the low visibility right here in the heart of the city. I mean, you kind of called that one. You had mentioned when we last chatted that there would be whiteout conditions in parts of Minnesota. Little did we know, I think, that it would be coming close to whiteout conditions in certain parts of the Twin Cities metro area. But it was, I thought it was a very impressive storm. Yeah, it, it, uh, Anybody who got a chance to go outside during the heart of the storm, you know, at its peak. So in the Twin Cities area between maybe 4 and uh, and 7 p.m. Wow, what an event. I mean, it just, it was just, you could just feel the force of it. Um, Yeah, so, uh, you know, there were, National Guard was called out into Renville and Martin Counties. You know, we know that there were stranded travelers and hotels were full. So this is this is one of those things where it could have been much worse. And maybe 40 or 50 years ago, this would have been uh, kind of a catastrophe. But uh, we were well coordinated this time. And, uh, you know, with MnDOT shutting down roads and coordinating with local sheriff offices and with, uh, you know, the National Guard getting deployed, uh, you know, there's always going to be accidents and problems with that kind of a storm but it kept some of the impacts uh, minimized. Well, we have another winter storm on the way, but it sounds like this one will pale in comparison to the one we had last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, there, there are going to be people who remember last week's, the, the December 23rd blizzard. They'll remember it for years. I don't think anyone's going to remember the December 29th moderate snowfall event. <laughs> <laughs> the, the great the great December 29th moderate snowfall event. I mean, you know, it's it's got a large footprint, so it has that going for it. You know, a large part of the region is going to see, you know, a quarter inch, maybe even a half an inch of precipitation, and that's going to result in snowfall totals in Minnesota, two to five inches, maybe some isolated higher amounts in parts of central Minnesota, maybe near the Twin Cities, but especially in far southern Minnesota, there's the potential anyway for some higher totals. And then really it's kind of hitting the jackpot off in Wisconsin where where you might even get closer to 10 inches, maybe even higher in some areas. But in Minnesota, it's mostly, you know, a, a four, five inch snowfall, which is, you know, it'll be enough that you don't want to be driving across the state uh, Tuesday evening. But, uh it's not going to be something that people are, you know, telling stories about for years to come. It'll be forgotten within a couple of weeks, I'm sure. Uh, but it's going to, you know, keep the snowpack fresh. It's going to keep. Uh, it's going to be good for outdoor winter recreation, and for those of us who like snow, 
um, it's good for it's good for that. And certainly the Twin Cities running about 40% ahead of normal for snowfall right now. And, and same with Duluth. And this is only going to boost our uh, our surplus. And, and by the way, that that's in reference to the entire season to date. So Twin Cities currently sitting at about 28 inches. Duluth is over 40 already. And both of those are, are above normal. Not the entire state above normal for snowfall, but there will be a lot of catching up after this one. One thing I noticed, Kenny, was the uh, kind of the swing in the temperatures yesterday and again this morning. So yesterday afternoon, around 3 o'clock, I went for a run. It was very pleasant, uh, light winds. Uh, I think the temperature was about 25 degrees at the time. Then it cleared out last night, beautiful moon, temperatures got quite chilly, but now the wind has shifted to the south and I'm seeing the temperatures rise here in advance of this coming storm. Is this something we typically see with winter storms or is this a bit of an anomaly? Oh no, that's pretty common. I mean, even when the storms come out of the northwest, out ahead of them, the winds are usually from the south and you get a, you get a bit of a surge of warmer air. This one is coming out of the southwest. So there's actually a lot of warm air riding out ahead of it. And in fact, not a tremendous amount of cold air behind it. One of the reasons this is not a very exciting winter storm is all of the moisture is associated on with the front side of the storm as the warm air is moving in. There's none of that. There's no snow in the windy part on the back side of the storm. And in fact, there isn't really a windy part of the back side of this storm because there's no cold air coming in behind it. It's that change in temperature that helps induce a stronger low pressure system and the stronger low pressure systems tend to have sharp pressure gradients, which makes it windy. And then the winds also bring in even colder air. And we just don't have any of that this time. So it's all kind of warm air related. So we'll get snow as the atmosphere is warming. And then as the low pressure system leaves, we're not going to keep warming, but we're not going to have the bottom fall out like we did last week. So Kenny, you're saying the storm system we're seeing coming in today and continuing into Wednesday will probably not be among the top five weather events of uh, 2020. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't even think it'll continue into Wednesday, Jim. I think it's going to be over and done before most, almost all Minnesotans are awake tomorrow morning. You know, assuming you wake up at kind of a normal time. If you're up at 1 a.m. in Northeast (laughs) Minnesota, it's probably still going to snow. But if you're up at, you know, five, six, seven in the morning, anywhere in the state, it should be done tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think it's a top five event. Uh, You know, there was a lot of people think that this last blizzard, however, was. And I got to say, to me, I mean, no matter what we end up publishing on the State Climatology Office webpage, yeah, this was one of the signature events of the year for sure. Getting a blizzard in the Twin Cities, getting, uh, you know, 58 mile an hour winds at the airport and 70 mile an hour winds in Grand Marais would be one of the top events. But if I had to choose one, you know, one uh, event that I will remember for 2020 is probably going to be the big warm up that we had in November, where we went from you know, in parts of southwestern Minnesota and western Minnesota, single digits at the end of October. So it had been very cold. And remember, we had all that snow in October. And then within 
a few days, maybe four days, we were up into the mid and upper 70s and even 80 degrees in parts of western Minnesota. So stations like Lamberton went from, I think they went from two degrees up to 80, something like that. We had other stations that had, you know, went from single digits to 80 degrees. So to me, that's the event of the year. The incredible November warm-up following a kind of historic cold snap just a few days earlier. How about you, Jim? What do you remember uh, climatologically or meteorologically from this uh, past year? Well, didn't we have the first EF4 tornado since 2010 that actually produced a fatality up in the northwestern part of Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. So that was not good. It was a devastating tornado, and it was EF4. In fact, it was the first tornado rated above EF3 or higher since 2010. So we'd been in quite a uh, kind of major tornado drought in Minnesota, and uh, it was the longest one on record. And even when we include, Jim, even when we include the kind of questionable records from the late 1800s where you know, we certainly didn't have much in the way of knowledge about tornadoes and tornado spotting. And even when you reconstruct those records from the, the late 1800s, there were more major tornadoes during that period than there were in the la- most of the last decade. So that tornado in Ottertail County, unfortunately, it, it broke a, a string of years, a sort of string of success that we'd had in the tornado department where we hadn't had any fatalities since I think it was 2011 in in North Minneapolis. And we hadn't had an EF3 or higher tornado uh, since 2010. So yeah, this was a big deal. Rated EF4, that's the second highest damage category that uh, is in the the books. uh, And it is a powerful tornado and highly photogenic too. Lots of beautiful pictures of it from uh, some of Minnesota's storm chasers. And Kenny, last week we talked about the opportunity to vote for the top five weather events of 2020 on the Minnesota State Climatology Office's website. Uh, is the voting still in progress? Yeah, it's closed. Oh, it is closed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Don't, don't, okay, voting's no over. Our <laughs> colleagues gotta gotta finish this off. So right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, will we know by next time you and I record? Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be announced. I think I can probably spoil some of it. The as of the last time I checked in, the tornado was indeed one of the leaders. It was, okay, you know, um, there was kind of a big drop off after right, one, two, and three. Um, the tornado, the close the close brush with the uh, with the tropical weather system and the the warm up in November were all kind of big. But again, we heard from a lot of people that you know the that blizzard should be in the top five but it's it's uh it's kind of hard to manage because we have partners in the media that want this information and getting it out before the end of the year means you got to kind of close that last week of the year off and just hope that nothing qualifying happens and of course that blizzard absolutely (laughs) would have qualified what a what an event so so is it safe to say the votes are still being tallied and we'll get a a final result here coming up probably by the time we talk again next week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we can we can report on that. And uh and I think that, you know, it's it's always just fun. It's arbitrary, right? I mean, think of top 10 lists. There's nothing official about it or top 5s or the number 1 this or that. I mean, it's 
we can't really tell anybody what the biggest thing that happened to them was or what the biggest experience in their life was. But it's kind of a fun thing where, you know, you ask a bunch of people who follow the weather or who are interested in it, what stands out and you give them a little help remembering, you know, in terms of remembering what the, the big events were and then they then they report back. So it's quasi-democratic, Jim, which, boy, sometimes that's better than we can do uh, even... <laughs> politically here so <laughs> so there's no equivalent of an electoral college in this i take it that it's oh, the pop the popular vote uh, determines uh, those top five weather events i tell you what i have you know i have tried to sway things uh, demanding <laughs> that we reframe this and think about it this way and that this gets further consideration and i can tell you that i am usually muted by the will of the voters so all right. I, I love democracy in action. This is great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, Kenny, what can we expect in the next, say, 12 to 24 hours? Yeah, so we've got the snowfall on Tuesday. It should be gone by Wednesday. A uh, good pile of snow, most of Minnesota. I'd say two to five inches will cover the majority of the state. And remember, when you hear those ranges, that does mean two. People always focus on the higher part of the range and feel like oh, they should be disappointed if they only get 2.4 inches. But, you know, two inches up to five inches over most of Minnesota, there are going to be some pockets that exceed that. But uh, the majority of this state will be in that range. We'll be clearing out by Wednesday. And uh, no real big weather systems uh, on the horizon. The one that we've been watching is a sneaky low pressure system that's going to come out of Arkansas and Louisiana. This will be on oh, basically on New Year's Day, on January 1st. However, it looks like it's going to slide off just to the southeast and really hit Iowa and Wisconsin. And it's going to kind of be dying as it does. It should graze southeastern Minnesota. So I would expect some, some kind of slushy snow, maybe some winds. Uh, you know, a few inches of snow on New Year's Day in far southeastern Minnesota. But unless something big changes, no real blockbuster systems for the next week or so. Kind of mild conditions, temperatures uh, slightly warmer than normal, uh, even some above freezing temperatures possible within the next week or so. Well, that's good to hear. So nothing bitterly cold. We got our white Christmas. We have nice snow for recreation and reasonably seasonable temperatures to uh, enjoy the outside and the winter weather. Yeah, indeed. The kind of mild and also now snowy winter continues. So uh, we're just going to add to it, add to the snow uh, today, Tuesday, December 29th, and then add to the mild conditions for the majority of the upcoming week. All right. Well, we wish everyone a happy new year, Kenny. Same to you. And we look forward to connecting after the first and we'll uh, run down those top five weather events of 2020. Yeah, indeed. Well, we'll see you in uh, 2021, Jim. Thank you so much. This is Way Over Our Heads. It's a weather and climate podcast. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Enjoy the winter weather.